Mm-hmm. And I think y'all can feel like frustrated, right? There might be feelings of frustrations. Like I am going out. I am at the clubs with my friends, mm-hmm. but no one is talking to me. Yeah. Right. Or we're at the bar, but no one is approaching me. Mm. Right. Or I'm making efforts and just no one is. Yeah. What's good? My name's Naria. And my name is Caroline. This is the Cathartic Experience. Two therapists talking about life in an unfiltered way. Hello. (laughs) Good afternoon, Houston. Kidding, kidding, Good evening. We're into good evening now. Oh, shit. My bad. It's dark. It's 4.30. And we're not in Houston. Yeah. But we're in Ottawa. (laughs) (laughs) We're, We're in Ottawa. And we hope you're having a splendid evening today, even though you can, or splendid evening, morning, afternoon, night, whatever you decide to listen to this podcast. Um, So as we usually start, how are you? How am I? (laughs) You know, I've been stressed. Guys, did you know she doesn't go to therapy? So she doesn't ask herself that question regularly. No, calling so you out. You are calling me out. I've been stressed. Not gonna lie. You know I've been stressed. Um, mm-hmm. so yeah, I've been looking into the real estate business, mm-hmm. and uh, <laughs> it's yeah, competing with the big boys is hard. So all of the men outside of Steve surrounding me are all white. Uh, so you have Jerry, you have my mentor, like the realtor. You have my mortgage broker. Everyone, everyone, everyone is Caucasian yeah. and male. Uh, so I'm learning a lot about like real estate and investments and how things work. So yeah, so we'll see how I'll keep you updated and maybe I'll keep the peoples updated too. But um, yeah, I've been stressed you know i've been watching a lot of videos and yeah yeah i've been been, fixated i've been fixated so that's what's been going on in my world uh also steve left the job (laughs) the toxic boss so that's gonna be amen yeah today's actually his last day okay yeah so we'll see we're growing and evolving always yeah how about you how have you been I've been okay. I think I've closed a lot of doors. Yeah. This past few months after much resistance. Yeah. I and think this fall was like a transition period. Whew, I had to let a lot of people from the past go. go. Like yeah. fully let them go and not hold on to who I hoped they would be for me. Mm-hmm. And I think that was my biggest realization is that like, I was sitting there and I was like, oh my gosh, like, I have really good friends. Mm-hmm. Who are your friends? You don't have friends. But I. More than you. <laughs> <laughs> More friends than you. No, I'm, I'm not even going to defend that. That's true. Because it's true. Yeah. <laughs> and the reason I came to that realization was because I remember there was a guy I was trying to hold on to. You know, this past fall, mm. who, you know, didn't, you know, I was ready to forgive him for violating, you know, certain values, principles I had. and Boundaries. Li- boundaries. And literally every friend I had 
was so angry at him mm-hmm. for what he did. As as friends would be, right? As good friends would yeah. be. What he did was despicable. And I sat there for a moment and I'm like, your friends are the people who love you the most. If they're angry at how this person's treating you, this person probably should not be in your life. Mm-hmm. Like if your friends care for you unconditionally mm-hmm. on the basis of not needing or wanting anything from you mm-hmm. and they want to see you happy and they're saying that, hey, we don't fuck with this person. Mm-hmm. Listen to them. Yeah. I don't like to listen to people. Yeah. It's built in my psychology. <laughs> but I had to take a seat back and be like, well, if the people who love me want the best for me, I should want the best for me too. Yeah. Because sometimes we're willing to forgive and work through things that are a little unforgivable. Mm-hmm. Some things are just unforgivable, not generally, but depending on where you're at in your world and how much you're trying to heal, some things have to become unforgivable. Especially when we're like, like talking stage, like this is, yeah, like we're not even, and you're showing me who you are in a talking stage. Yeah. Believe it and run with it. Run away. Yeah. Not saying that, you know, things can be repaired, but I feel like in this case, it was like, like this would take a lot of effort and energy. Yeah, I think he. I just liked him pursuing me. That's the only yeah. part I liked. You like the idea of being pursued? Oh, yeah. I like the idea of someone choosing to fuck with just me. Which is, the thing sounds is, rare these days. You know, this generation moved different. Everybody fucking with everybody. And it's like, it doesn't matter, but when you're hiding it, mm-hmm. when you're not being truthful... And everybody's so willing to like, oh, it's just a lot. So getting attention is not always a good thing. I like people who can sustain attention, sustain my attention, not just get it, Mm -hmm. Um, which is which kind of goes on the topic of today. We're talking about desirability. So specifically the experience of feeling like the undesirable friend, the, Mm -hmm. you know, being the friend that isn't oftentimes approached by other people. Yeah. And I know that this has been a reality for a lot of my clients, especially. A lot of my clients, too. And I think, like, even, like, I would say maybe just in society, like, women who just are not approached, like, they're, like, in their friend group. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they're maybe the friend who isn't um, approached, like, when they go out or maybe they're the friend who you know, hasn't had, like, a romantic relationship, like, maybe late in their 20s, even, like, into their 30s. Yeah, or a lot of opportunities for those things to happen. Hasn't been acceptable to them. Mm -hmm. So I know in this type of experience, they, you know, oh, shit. You don't have to let people know that you're full-on curling your hair. I am curling my hair right now, people. My apologies. I think you gotta go out after this. <laughs> I gotta go outside. I'm looking good. Yeah. I gotta go outside. <laughs> and you learn how to multitask. So this I, is what this is. Yeah, talking and curling my hair. Women are impeccable. Also, um, you had crickets up in here like 30 yeah, minutes ago. Yeah, it's my bearded dragon. They're yeah. in the other room right now. There's crickets just chilling. Um, yeah. but <laughs> Desirability, or I guess feeling undesirable. Yeah. yeah. A lot of clients talk about this feeling of you know, and some people know this experience, some people won't, but mm-hmm. growing up in the group of hot girls. Yeah. Where you're not 
where you don't feel considered as one of the hot girls, like Mm -hmm. when people have crushes or when people, you know, talk about levels of attractiveness, your name is never mentioned in any way. Mm -hmm. And it can feel like a very like outcasting experience Mm -hmm. because I know the friends don't sometimes they like sometimes there is a malicious like, oh, like we know that this Mm. is the friend that doesn't get attention. But sometimes it's like genuinely like the friends don't do it on purpose mm-hmm. and the friends don't condone that behavior uh but it still leaves the person feeling like damn like am i really that different from my friends or yeah. am i really that you know yeah. like ugly or yeah and i and i think that especially in the context of like high school and university oh, yeah. it's like we're talking about like this is a very sensitive sensitive and also like a very normal part of um i guess like of of dating and entering the scene where it's like, I've never, you know, no one has ever approached me. Mm. You might have feelings of inadequacy, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. right? Or like that something is wrong with you. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and that's talking about, like, that, that's the section on, you know, how does this make someone feel about themselves? And it yeah. makes them feel like absolute garbage. It makes them feel like, yeah. like they're not valuable mm-hmm. in the eyes of other people. So then... Yeah. And often they blame blame themselves, right? Right. Like... You know, maybe I'm... I'm not good enough. Not, not good enough. Not pretty enough. Yeah, I'm not pretty enough. Or maybe there's, you know, something wrong with me. And yeah, I'm too yeah, large. These... I'm too this, I'm too that. Mm-hmm. So, it, so it turns into like an internal attack yeah. almost. It does. And um, at times they might even feel jealous of their friends, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, they may feel deep feelings of, of envy. Yeah, which, of envy. Yeah, which then impacts the relationship that they have with, with their, their friends. friends. Yeah. Where they may not feel as comfortable to, you know, show their flaws. I know, mm-hmm. going back to the, you know, part where people's relationships towards their own self changes, I remember this one client speaking about the experience of feeling gross, mm. like feeling disgusting as a person, feeling like, her skin was too oily or her hips were too large or or feeling like she was just overall just not attractive. And she would pick on, you know, parts of herself, of Mm. her body. And it it was really hard for for her to accept these different parts of herself. And it became, you know, even very hard to to just do something like look in the mirror Mm -hmm. and and get dressed. So these things, like these experiences impact people so deeply mm-hmm. on a psychological level yeah and um yeah i've had clients before say that you know like them not being able to find a partner just validates everything that they went through maybe as a child like in terms of like the relationship with their parents mm-hmm. and their parents maybe like picking at their weight or different things like that mm-hmm. so it's um yeah this one is a is a really is a really difficult one Right. Yeah, it's a very, very difficult one. Mm-hmm. And I think... y'all can feel like frustrated, right? There might be feelings of frustrations. Like, I am going out. I am at the clubs with my friends, mm-hmm. but no one is talking to me. Yeah. Right. Or we're at the bar, but no one is approaching me. Mm. Right. Or I'm making efforts and just no one is. Yeah. That's yeah. shitty. It is. It is. 
really is. It really so is. I, I have all the sympathy in the, in the world for people who experience that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I remember at a certain point in my world, I didn't feel desirable to the opposite gender. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it definitely was challenging because I remember, you know, there were the there were the there were the pretty popular mm. white girls who would get and I went to a predominantly white school. Yeah. So the so the standard was white. Yeah. In order to be attractive you had to be, you know, some blue eyed, blonde haired yeah. very skinny skinny male or female. Yeah. Yeah. So I remember like you didn't fit into that at all. At all. So I was like, oh gosh, like I would always like, you know, be Googling diets. Mm. I was excessively like trying to Google diets, but it was always like dangerous diets. Mm. And I remember some of it, I would even like come across like anorexic diets Mm -hmm. that would tell you to eat like 300, 400, 500 calories as your goal. Yeah. For the day. For the whole day. Mm -hmm. And I remember I tried it once. I think it was like three or four days. By the fourth day, I remember I was in my sister's room and I just, my mom came into the room and I just like collapsed. Mm. I fell. I was like, and then my mom ran Mm. and she got me like, she got milk. She warmed it up. She put sugar in it and she gave me bread to kind of give me enough carbs to have enough energy. Mm. But like, I was willing to go through that. To abuse my body. Yeah. Just to Look. get small. Yeah. And to me that's wild because I've never I remember the first time I did I didn't eat intentionally. Mm-hmm. And it was so it was so hard. I even like made myself go home and sleep mm. after that. Just because I wanted to fit some I just wanted to experience some level of feeling desired mm-hmm. and then and that's very dangerous oh, right yeah, like a thousand percent but when you're when you have a goal yeah in your mind when you, when you so badly want that type of human interaction mm-hmm. and you have a poor relationship with yourself already yeah you're willing to hurt yourself more mm-hmm. to get what you want now i'm happy i worked through a lot of that shame yeah. Because, first of all, self-acceptance. Mm-hmm. I haven't fixated on any part of my body in the ways that I used to when I was younger. Okay. And I I don't have a big tummy wummy, but it's tummy wummy. She chilling. <laughs> she eating good, nigga. Oh. Like, she's being fed. <laughs> Yo, she warm and she tick. So I can... It's almost like humor, but it's almost like self-acceptance. It's like, Mm -hmm. this part of me has always been here. Yeah. It ain't going nowhere. So part of working through the undesirability thing is, you know, extending some level of compassion towards yourself Mm -hmm. in all of that experience. Yeah. You're not an undesirable human being because though those in your context don't find you, you know worthy of giving that attention to mm-hmm. in that moment. And you have to be very careful because you have to pay attention to your demographic. You do. If Listen. you if you are a colored woman who is curvaceous, 
and you you in a white pub. You, you in a white pub. You have to think to yourself like, oh, based on this demographic, do I even fit into that type? Mm-hmm. Do I even want to fit into their type? Are you even into the people who are approaching your friends? Yeah. But in high school, you didn't have any ways to understand that, like, you know what I mean? That it it was your context, right? It, it was all that you knew at yeah. the time. Yeah. Right? And it's a so, small world. Mm-hmm. It's a small, small microcosm. Yeah. Of all the people you'll get to meet. So sometimes pay attention to the demographic. Yeah. I think another thing is acknowledging what you have to offer. You know, often we fixate on, like, maybe the way that we look when there's you know, a lot more to it than just the way that we look, right? Right. And the thing is, when these men or these women approach your friends, do they actually want to get to know them? Yeah. Or do they want to sleep with them? Yeah. Because these are two different... (laughs) Those are two different things. Yeah. Sometimes people giving you attention is nothing more than for... to accomplish Mm. something on their own agenda. Right. How many genuine people... Mm-hmm. go out of the way to hit on other you will meet a higher percentage of disingenuous people yeah then you will, will meet genuine people that's just the actual truth because mm-hmm. how many of those guys have actually stuck around and treated your friends properly yeah ask yourself that question Um, in terms of the demographics, I remember we were talking, you were saying that um, in terms of dating, like you would probably do way better in terms of the connect- the connections you had with people if you lived in like L.A. or yeah. Toronto. A thousand percent. You know, so also like the city that you're in. Please. Unfortunately, Ottawa. <laughs> ain't it. Ain't it. Especially Where for it, yeah. black biddies. It ain't yeah. it. And it's okay to go elsewhere. Take, take a girl's trip somewhere else. Or think about, you know, for the people who you want to attract, where would you find them? Mm. And the reality, the truth is, you have to be your type's type. Yeah. You have to be realistic about what your type's type is. You got to know who yeah. you are. And you got to know the social context. Because mm-hmm. a lot of people fall into what is predictable. Mm-hmm. So, uh, for example... And this is just like a stereotyped example, but white male athlete is probably going to want white female athlete type. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Or someone who is very athletic going to the gym every day. Yeah. Is probably going to want, you know, someone who at the level of fitness. Yeah. It's just, yeah, it's just what it is. It's just, yeah, unfortunately it is what it is. Like you, you have to accept some things about the environment itself, too. Mm-hmm. Like, are you your type's type? Yeah. And are you being honest with yourself? Are you being realistic? Are you being realistic? Yeah. Because for it's me... It's like maybe you're... Almost like this. Maybe you're an Ottawa 7, but maybe you're a Toronto 5 type thing. <laughs> <laughs> we gotta be honest. Yeah. We gotta be honest about these things. Yeah. And there's someone in the world who's bound to find you attractive. There's 7 billion motherfuckers on this planet. Yeah, maybe you're just not finding... Almost like Loki, like, your people. Or maybe you ain't even checking for the people who are checking for, for you. you. So it's not that no one's into you. Yeah. It's that like you're not into the people who are into you. Are you yeah. the toxic one? I'm kidding, I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding, I'm kidding, ah! I am kidding. But yeah, yeah, keep your head up. Focus on what you're good at. 
and take care of yourself. Take yourself out on dates. Give yourself Mm. attention. If you don't feel like you're getting that for some worthless waste youths who's out here doing stupid shit, Mm -hmm. do it for yourself. Because at least you know it's coming from a genuine place. There's Mm -hmm. no agenda. There's no underlying, you know, unconscious desires that need to be fulfilled. Take care of you and pay attention to you. Yeah. Be your optimal self. People always forget that. People always forget, like... It's all about others. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I'm not getting attention for others. What do I need to do to be desirable enough for them? And it's like, no. What do you need to do to love yourself better first? Mm -hmm. Because you only are going to attract someone who loves you as much as you love yourself. Exactly. And if you don't love yourself, good luck out there. Good luck out there. You're going to attract people. Yeah. We're going to treat you crooked crooked all the way and you won't set boundaries why because you're getting the attention you wanted sometimes it ain't worth it yeah so stop with all that nonsense yeah work on yourself focus on yourself love yourself accept yourself as well yeah and continue to take in the love of people around you who have given it to you who are giving it to you because sometimes we go into this deficit mindset Mm. where we focus on what's not working or who's yeah. not giving us love where we could like bathe in the loves that that we certain people are yeah. giving us like our friends and our family, family. and our pets like yeah. that is valid love too just because it's not romantic doesn't mean it's not love mm-hmm. so please please yeah. refocus reframe yeah. refocus reframe and seek new experiences when you're feeling this way mm-hmm and we gave you a lot to reflect on. So I'm not even going to say a reflective question. Because we yeah, asked a, a lot, lot of questions. Yeah. Plus we got to go. Plus we got to go. <laughs> we got to go, we got to go, we got to go right now. <laughs> but with that, we leave you with bet. bet. <laughs>